This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. Warlord. How ironic that you bring up Nicki Minaj because apparently your prime minister has no clue who she is. And that's one of our top stories here tonight on the show. Plus, a general took action to make sure that Donald Trump wasn't able to launch a nuclear strike in the last days of his presidency. Wild story. Oh, I know who she is. <laughs> uh, the last album didn't impress me very much, but I did like, I like that Chun-Li song. But, like, I, she took flack for that, didn't she? Because she was, uh... Cultural appropriation. The rest of the album was pretty... We're going to talk about a lot of music tonight. Several stars appeared at the Met Gala last night. Along with AOC, who... (laughs) Apparently has blown the minds of both people on the right and left. We're going to wade into that story, that fucking dumpster fire. Tucker talks about, you know, how he lies. Steven Crowder is going to tell us about an immoral sex strike taking place on TikTok, I believe. A frat house was protested in Kansas for an alleged rape that took place. Couple of kids in Kentucky. After we had the wild story about the kids in Florida, a couple of kids in Kentucky have been arrested, plotting to attack a school. We're going to talk about Julius Jones in Oklahoma. A parole board has recommended that his sentence be commuted, his death sentence, coming up on his execution. California recall is indeed today. Thank you, Warlord, for a good transition to our first story of the night. Larry Elder is already claiming that the election was stolen and that Governor Newsom won. So we don't even have to look at the polls, which I don't think are going to close before we're even off the air tonight. We go we go off around 7 o'clock California time. So I doubt we will have a winner here on the show tonight, or know a winner. But apparently, Governor Newsom has already won. Larry Elder preemptively concedes defeat and launches a voter fraud site before the results of Tuesday's California gubernatorial recall election have even come in. Top polling Republican candidate Larry Elder appeared to be already conceding defeat on Monday and preparing to blame his loss on baseless claims of widespread voter fraud. As first reported by the Sacramento Bee, Elder's campaign launched a website calling for his supporters to report incidents of fraud and sign a petition to investigate the election results. The site, which is paid for by the campaign, includes language that assumes Governor Gavin Newsom had already won. Though no results had uh, had yet been released and Elder is still campaigning. We implore you to join us in this fight as you are able, primarily by signing our petition demanding a special session of the California legislature 
to investigate and ameliorate. I love that word, ameliorate. I did not expect to be reading that word tonight on the air. And ameliorate the twisted results of this 2021 recall election of Governor Gavin Newsom. So there you have it. Larry Elder has already conceded. We don't even have to look at the results. But hey, let's see if we do have some sort of tabulation. I don't know when California gets to count mail-in ballots. Yeah, we've, we've got no results yet. This is from the Mercury News. California recall candidates make a final election day push in hours before the polls close. Gavin Newsom made a last-minute stop in San Francisco to thank volunteers. It does look like he's going to win. As the clock ticked... Well, I don't... Survive the, the recall. Win is not the correct terminology. As the clock ticked toward the polls closing at 8 p.m., yeah, we won't know a winner before we go off. We'll know tomorrow. Governor Gavin Newsom and his challengers made a final push on Election Day to turn out voters in a recall that will determine the leader of the Golden State and the current governor's political future. Newsom made a last-minute stop in San Francisco early Tuesday morning, or I'm sorry, early Tuesday afternoon, at a union hall to thank campaign volunteers for making calls and sending texts to party members on his behalf before heading to Sacramento to watch the returns. In South Carolina, or in South Carolina, I'm really fucking up. I'm not high enough for this shit. I ate cake. I ate cake before I uh, came on the show. You can't have your cake and do a show, too. I think that picture is funny. Newsom made a last-minute stop in San Francisco early Tuesday afternoon at a union hall to thank campaign volunteers for making calls and sending texts to party members on his behalf before heading to Sacramento to watch the returns. In Southern California, leading replacement candidate Larry Elder was gearing up for what his campaign dubbed a victory party at a hotel in Orange County. I don't know why that's possible when he has already conceded the race. Now let's talk about bands, because tonight, you may have noticed we usually have RB come in here before we even start and go, Weed! Watching on the YouTube. Sometimes he's a little later, and he likes to watch on YouTube, so he can catch up. Be able to go back, because you can't, you can't rewind on the Twitch. Well, unfortunately, I am not live on YouTube tonight. I am serving a two-week ban after getting a second strike. I saw the notification on my phone and it said misinformation. And I was like, I didn't even do a COVID story last night. Because I had been taking my shows off of YouTube, editing out any COVID stories and then putting them back up. Because I would gotten strikes for medical misinformation. This wasn't for medical misinformation. I got... Last night's show taken down for election misinformation, which is insane. The only thing I even played about the election last night was Trump 
in New York City, and he just said, you know, the Trumpy things you would expect him to say. And my appeal even said, well, I made fun of him. Said he was stupid. No, no, I lost the appeal, so I'm not even going to be back on YouTube for weeks. You know who else got a ban today? Pastor Greg Locke got banned from Twitter. This was Locke on Sunday at his church calling out his own congregation. Calling out his own congregation for talking shit about him. Pastor Greg Locke from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm under this tent right now. You have the hardest time keeping your mouth shut about your church. So I'm going to sit here for about 15 seconds and just give you a chance to leave anytime you want to. Because we need your seat anyhow, you complaining, judgmental Pharisee. Pharisee, that's a wild term to use, Greg Locke, considering what you are. I saw somewhere today that your net worth is $126 million. I did not verify that. I would not expect it to be that high. I thought you were a millionaire for sure. You can leave anytime you want to. I'm just going to sit here for a minute and let you walk out. If you can call me out behind closed doors, why don't you be man enough, put on your big boy pants, stand up and walk out right now for everybody, you coward. Woo, I'm about fired up this morning. Turn this microphone up, I'm fired up. That's a big tent door. You can leave anytime you want to. You critical hypocrite, you Pharisee. If you think I'm going to stop just because you want me to, you have lost critical hypocrite. I'm just getting started good. I'm just now calling out Joe Biden. I'm just now preaching against the LGBTQ community. I'm just now calling out abortion. I'm just now talking about election fraud. According to, uh, wiki.projecttopics.org, $126 million is this motherfucker's net worth. And apparently it came out during his divorce. I'm just now talking about Antifa and Black Lives Matter. I'm just now calling out this wicked nonsense. You might as well leave while everybody's clapping so nobody will see you. So attacking marginalized communities for your own personal wealth. That's what you're doing, Pastor Greg Locke. Who has lost his ability to spread his bullshit on Twitter. This is from Religion News Service. Twitter permanently bans Greg Locke, pro-Trump, anti-vax pastor. In a Facebook Live video, he claimed to be the first pastor to be banned on Twitter and said his banning was an attack on Christians. Let's let's fucking see his Facebook Live then. Fuck. We've got hard news, I, I, I promise you. Okay, so here we go. Hey guys, Pastor Greg Locke here. I want you to share this video. As you can see, the title demonstrates the fact that I was just finally permanently banned. Finally, yeah. Do you know when I was permanently banned from Twitter in 2019, motherfucker? Because I got mass reported by goddamn Nazis, you asshole. You have been spreading misinformation and stoking fears and hatred on Twitter. I was just fucking making fun of Nazis. I lost my Twitter two fucking years ago, dude. 
They've given me 30 days. They've given me 10 days, three <laughs> days or 24 hours through the years. I've been on Twitter since 2009. It's the most difficult platform to build. And finally, after we got up to almost 114,000 followers, now granted, after January the 6th, they took away about 20,000 followers. But finally, after building it up, having a verified platform. So you had a bunch of traders following you, and you're bragging about it. Years Since 2009, because I'm a danger. Guess who's still on Twitter? The Taliban. Ladies and gentlemen, are you awake yet, sheep? Wake up. What? What does that mean? Bible, get a backbone. They just permanently banned me. I'm the first pastor with any sort of a platform that's... I doubt that's true. Guess what? We're fighting back right now. Within one hour of it happening, we've already had our wonderful... I'm a, I'm a fucking ordained minister and I got banned two years ago, so you're the first fucking pastor to be banned from Twitter? Fuck off, dude. Fuck the fuck off lawyer for our ministry file and we have just entered in to the class action lawsuit against twitter and all of these censorship nazis for what with candace owens and donald trump and others can you believe it they banned a pastor they banned i believe it i absolutely believe it public blue check mark platform on twitter because i'm a danger oh no it's because they just want to be what they i didn't have a good i was trying to think of a good retort to where the fuck am i Biblical bombs. They don't like what we're saying. Biblical bombs. Deleted on Twitter. My account's not even there anymore. It's unbelievably ridiculous. So, yeah, we're going to sue them. We're fighting back. We're jumping into the lawsuit because this is America. You will lose. When this you is America. Corporate power uh, dominates over you. The problem you. is we keep complying. Stop with all the compliance nonsense. It's unbelievably asinine at this point. They just you you are a pastor in a church. You don't want compliance. It's at Pastor Lock. It's verified. I want you to go to Gitter. It's at Pastor Lock. It's Gitter. I want you to go to Instagram. It's at Pastor Lock. It's verified. For now, thank God I'm still on you know Facebook and YouTube. But I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Use your 126 million dollars to buy a server. And buy a website. Host your fucking self. You're not entitled to YouTube's algorithms and sales team. You're not entitled to be on Twitter and have a captive audience for your bullshit. That is not a right in this country, you dumb fuck. Conservative Christian censorship is ridiculous. If you don't think persecution is here, you are not paying attention. It is unbelievable what we are willing to I wish people would persecute you. Oh my goodness, if we say something, they're going to ban us as well. Let them ban us all. We will all stand up and sue them. I am banned. To be banned on Twitter with a verified... Go ahead and ban me. I'm already banned. ...stating what I Woo. believe to be true, what I know to be true in so many cases. So we just entered into the class action lawsuit with Trump and the rest of them. We're going to sue their pants off. I don't care. We'll use the judicial system, what little of it there is left, it's not corrupt, to push back. Yeah, it's corrupt because right-wingers packed the courts, you asshole. It's about the fact that they're coming after us. They're doing everything they can to silence our voices. They do not want the message that you never shut up. And apparently I'm trying to silence you despite the fact that I'm playing your stupid ass video on my show. Chapter 13, you just, you don't want to punch back. Oh yeah, you got the wrong one. Punch back. I thought your fucking book said to turn the other cheek. YouTube's next. Facebook's next. They've already demonetized me in every way possible. Good. Good. You don't need the money. Parlor. When they took down the if only if only the goddamn Bible had a, a whole fucking phrase about how you know easier for a 
camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven, Mr. 126 million fucking dollars that you have fleeced out of your followers. Back in January, look what they did to that. I'm telling you, they're coming for us. So we're trying to build a new app on the back end so that we can live stream. Telegram now offers live streaming. We're on Clout Hub. We're trying to build that out and figure all of that out. Also at Pastor Lock. There's a lot to figure out, but it just happened a few moments ago. So we've entered into the class action lawsuit. We're going to sue their pants off. This is ridiculous. Shame on you, Twitter. Shame on you. You ban a pastor. You ban a sitting president. You ban other conservative voices. You ban Christians, but you let the Taliban, you let the Taliban terrorists, Stay on your platform and... Well, technically, they're the representatives of the government of Afghanistan, dude. They let Trump stay on the platform until he incited a riot and an insurrection, you know? Like... Keep saying all the wicked, evil nonsense that they need to say. It shows who you really are. I mean, if you're going to ban the Taliban, you have to ban the U.S. government because we kill way more civilians. Shown them today. This is ridiculous. So share this video. Put it out there. We ought to be unbelievably angry at what we are seeing in the United States. I am. I am. I'm unbelievably angry at the fact that idiots like you have 126 million. I'm not jealous of your money. I don't give a shit about money. I am jealous. Not jealous. I'm upset at the fact that you were able to keep fucking praying, praying with an E, not a not an A. I know I'm referring to a man of the cloth here. Praying on your followers, taking money from them. This nation to line your own pockets. Okay, I'm trying to preach my guts out all over the world. I was at our place on Sunday. I was in North Carolina last night. I'm in West Virginia tonight. Back at our place on Sunday. On your tour, trying to grift as many people as possible. Fort Lauderdale, Florida on Saturday. Back at our church again. And then round and round and round. State after state. City after city. Place after place. Church after church. Political rally after political rally. You know why? Not because I want to be away from my family. Tax this motherfucker. Then people need to wake up and recognize the fact that these are the days that we must stand. These are the days that we must boldly speak. Put our neck on the line. I don't care about Nancy Pelosi's stupid hit list from January the 6th. Okay? They've harassed me over that nonstop and I'm not giving in. We're not closing our church. Hit list. Slowing our roll, we'll find every social media outlet we do. Dude, 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 the people on January 6th had a hit list. Nancy Pelosi doesn't have a li- hit list. This is the law enforcement arm of the federal government investigating your connections to a terrorist incident. We'll get on every mainstream media that we possibly can and beat the drum of the gospel of Jesus Christ and let these Nazis and leftists know that we are not bowing down to their Democrat nonsense. We're not. We're not complying with it anymore. So as I say all the time, people say, I need a shirt that says, you got the wrong one. Well, you got the wrong one, baby. There's no doubt about that. Oh, I'm sure you got plenty of shirts on your fucking website. Make not my house, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. I'm sorry, I'm really fucking rusty. On my, I've I've been out of the online atheist community for a while now. I'm I'm rusty on my Bible verses. Make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Just censored, banned us. So now we've entered into the lawsuit. We're going to sue back. We're going to push back. Okay, we'll let the, we'll let the money do the talking since that seems to be all that you're worried about at this point. But Christians, wake up! It's time to pray. It's time to preach. It's time to prophesy. It's time to fast. It's time to. Go to church. It's time to stand up and say enough's enough. Okay, if your church is still closed, tell your cowardly pastor you're going somewhere else. I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it a thousand more. I'm not apologizing for the truth of the gospel. I'm not apologizing for being too abrasive, okay? 
The days of diplomacy are well over. It's time to fight. It's time to stand up and say enough is enough. We're going to push back. And so this is scary. You've done your dead level best. Now we're going to stand up. We're going to push back, and we're going to and is is just going to ingratiate him to his followers even more. It's going to make him a martyr. We're not going to be silenced. We're not going to roll over. We're not going away. We're not going to live in a cave. That's the end. Get off your fucking cross, dude. Praise be to God. We're not going to stop. Did you hear me? I say it again. We're not. Oh, I know you're not going to stop. I fucking. You have 126 million, you ain't got those fucking teeth fixed? Once again, I hate to... I hate to big on somebody's looks, and my bottom teeth look exactly like that. I have an overbite. That's why I was given the option of having braces when I was a kid to fix my bottom teeth looking exactly like that. But I'll tell you what, as an adult, if I had $126 million, I'd fix my fucking teeth. Just saying. That was that was still low of me. Oh, Governor Meemaw of Alabama temporarily banned from Facebook, but apparently it was a mistake. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey, otherwise known as Governor Meemaw, that's what she looks like. By the way, if you if you don't know, it's a very interesting story. Uh, this woman is never married and lived with her lady friend up until she ran for lieutenant governor and her lady friend moved down the street. Exactly! Exactly! You First first fucking thing, when I have any bit of money to my name is going to be fixing my fucking teeth. Because unfortunately, um, teeth are luxury bones in this country. <laughs> And I've only had dental insurance for a few years of my adult life. Maybe three or four. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Fix my teeth. And that's another thing. I've, I've thrown out my resume. Right now, it's a seller's market. You know, so I'm not saying that if... I'm not going to take just anything, but if Vice News wanted me to come and be a producer or some shit, I might consider it. So I have been throwing out my resume because... Might be able to to get a good job, and that's the that's the point right now. Is I'd kind of like to have insurance. It's been a while, and I'm also getting to the age where like I should have a prostate exam and all that shit because I'm getting old. So, well, I mean, I don't care. I like what I do. I work from home. I work for myself. the The problem with that is though, like I don't have insurance. The reason I work from home for myself is because I can make more money for less effort, by far. So, like, I'm not just going to take any job, but fucking, you know, I might apply with TYT or, you know, the WWE. I fucking, I've applied to be a cameraman or an editor there before. Like, I'd go do that shit. I don't know, but like, there's good money out there right now, so I might, I might go try to find something. If I do, I'm still going to fucking stream. It just might have to have a different time. Oh, anyway, back to Governor Meemaw here. In a statement sent shortly 
Uh, afternoon on Tuesday, Ivy said the temporary disappearance of her page had to do with her comments about President Joe Biden's push to mandate COVID-19 vaccinations for employees at private businesses. Facebook banned my campaign page this morning. We fought back and won. Evidently, they're upset that I said I, I should have done this in my grandma or Governor Meemaw voice. Evidently, they're upset that I said something. I'm standing in the way. President Biden protect Alabamians. From this outrageous overreach by the federal government, Big Tech thinks they can silence us and that I won't fight back, then honey, they haven't met me. They have another thing coming. I'm not backing down. I never will. We're fighting Washington. We'll fight Big Tech too. Facebook spokesperson said that's just not the case. Earlier today, the governor's campaign page was mistakenly restricted for less than an hour for reasons unrelated to any posted content. But hey, right-wingers are never going to take the opportunity to feel oppressed. Even though they're probably the ones that, you know, get granted preferential treatment on Facebook. This story in the Wall Street Journal exposes Facebook's insane double standard. We are not actively, or we're not actually doing what we say we do publicly. Facebook routinely makes exceptions for powerful actors. The problem is pervasive, touching almost every area of the company. Facebook says it has rules that apply to all. Company documents reveal a secret elite that's exempt program known as X-Check has given millions of celebrities, politicians, and other high-profile users special treatment, a privilege many abuse. Mark Zuckerberg has uh, publicly said Facebook Inc. allows its more than 3 billion users to speak on equal footing with the elites of politics, culture, and journalism, and that its standards of behavior apply to everyone, no matter their status or fame. In private, the company has built a system that has exempted high-profile users from some or all of its rules, according to company documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. The program known as CrossCheck or XCheck was initially intended as a quality control measure for actions taken against high-profile accounts, including celebrities, politicians, and journalists. Today, it shields millions of VIP users from the company's normal enforcement process, the documents show. Some users are whitelisted, rendered immune from enforcement actions, while others are allowed to post rule-violating material pending Facebook employee reviews that often never come. At times, the documents show XCheck has protected public figures whose posts contain harassment or incitement to violence, violations that would typically lead to sanctions for regular users. Believe me, I know. I get, like, I get busted for the dumbest fucking shit. Like, if you tag somebody and say anything remotely, um, remotely denigrating them, Anything that can be considered negative, you get busted for targeted harassment because you tagged them. I know this. Started using sarcasm a lot, even if, even if you like didn't say dumb fuck, you know. I understood in 2015, 2016 when I got started getting banned for calling people dumb fucks. Yeah, that's kind of harassment. 
but saying like I don't think you know what you're talking about, you big baby, or something like that. That will get you busted for targeted harassment. In 2019, it allowed international soccer star Neymar to show nude photos of a woman who had accused him of rape to tens of millions of its fans before the content was removed by Facebook. Whitelisted accounts share inflammatory claims that Facebook's fact-checkers deemed false, including that vaccines are deadly, that Hillary Clinton had covered up pedophile rings, and that then-President Donald Trump had called all refugees seeking asylum animals. A 2019 internal review of Facebook's whitelisting practices marked attorney-client privileged found favoritism to to those users to be both widespread and not publicly defensible. We are not actually doing what we say we do publicly, said the confidential review. It called the company's actions a breach of trust and added, unlike the rest of our community, these people can violate our standards without any consequences. But attempts to rein it in, XCheck grew to include at least 5.8 million users in 2020, documents show, and it struggled to accurately moderate a torrent of content and avoid negative attention. Facebook created invisible elite tiers within the social network. Who couldn't have seen that coming? In describing the system, Facebook has misled the public and its own oversight board, a body that Facebook created, to ensure the accountability of the company's enforcement systems. I could have told you this was happening. People like Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino and shit that make a lot of money. They have a lot of clicks. Of course there had to be some system to make sure their content gets through. All the little plebs get blocked. And, and I think they purposely, as a content creator, I think they purposely throttle me. I can, I can show you the views on my posts and shit. My, and, and I, YouTube does it. Everybody, because I see the difference on like, my, my videos get a hell of a lot more views on BitChute. Now those are hate views, but they get more views on BitChute than they do on, on YouTube. social media is a weird place and it's been really weird today because like the far left and all the right wingers are in agreement that they all hate AOC I um first of all as somebody who watches a hell of a lot of congressional hearings and actually knows how the representatives perform AOC should probably be any progressive leftist left-leaning persons one of their top five congress people hands down I understand the critique coming from the far left but my critique back to them is like you're bitching about AOC on Twitter and Facebook. That's just as performative as her wearing the dress. But she actually accomplished more wearing the dress. Uh, I, Katie fucking Porter, uh, Pramila Jayapal, uh, Rashida Tlaib. There's some fucking good. Ariana Presley, Cori Bush. There's some good representatives. But yes, AOC is up there. I think she does a fantastic job. 
But to the leftists, supposed leftists, I say like, we're supposed to be a collective. We're supposed to believe in collective action. Stop trying to divide us. There is room for her, especially when you realize what she did, the meaning behind the, the, the dress and everything. There is room for her to go to the Met and stick this message in their face, as well as room for you to get revolutionary action going in the streets. Why not both? Both are needed. It's not an, it's not an either-or approach. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's going to have to be a multifaceted approach of, of us all working together in support of each other. Let me do some wonky fucking media shit. Let AOC be inside. Fucking support her as best you can. And then you guys get out. If you think revolutionary action is needed, do it. You're going to embolden representatives. But we have to support, like... One of the reasons why the Democrats are so ineffective is because they don't have that base of support. I've watched my entire life people vote solidly Republican in every fucking election, and it has emboldened the Republican Party as we went. I I think what she did was was great because like all the right wingers are are making it out like she paid thirty thousand dollars for a plate. No, she went for free. She was invited to that because they wanted her there, and she didn't pay for a dress. And apparently, she helped design it. So for her first appearance at the Met Gala, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had to make a political statement. It was only right. And since she was at fashion's glitziest night, surrounded by some of the most powerful and famous people in the world, what better medium to get her message out about taxing the rich than, well, have it written in red on her dress? The Democratic Socialist Congresswoman wore a white gown by brother, I'm going to fuck up the name, Vales? Flashed with the political slogan across the back. It never said, oh, it already said tax the rich. My bad. Adam, dude, like, I've, we went over this before. Like, when a revolutionary action occurs, usually something worse replaces. What was it? We have a good system. It can be reformed. I think democracy is how you beat capitalism. I think it's the only way to beat capitalism. It Well, the thing that I am most concerned about is that it got people talking about tax policy. It gave me a reason to share the Panama Papers. And that other league, what was the, the, um, what was the, uh, the Paradise Papers? I know actual democracy isn't in our system, Adam. We, they ha- we have to make it that way, dude. We have to, we have to take the power and make it that way. That's what I'm saying. 
democracy will win. We're not a democratic system, and that's why we're seeing the issues that we're seeing. Making the government more representative of the people should always be our goal. Now, if you think action is needed in the streets, I support you. It absolutely is reform. I have I have a whole list of reforms, man. Like, uh, I want to abolish the House of Representatives. A lot of leftists want to abolish the Senate. I want to abolish the House of Representatives. And I want all of us to log in with our Social Security number on a computer program, get paid for it. I think we should get that's where the UBI should come from. And that we should all vote direct democracy style on legislation. I don't think we should have representatives anymore, but I think we should keep the Senate. No, because it's reforming our like I I I have actual proposals, Adam. I have a, a, a number of them, like abolishing the, the House of Representatives is just my first one. But it is reform of the system that's in place. You've watched this show enough to know that like I actually do have a reverence for the the Constitution and our our legal framework and shit. Like I'm a wonk. I'm into this kind of shit. And I I do believe it can be reformed. Oh, and like, and that's the only way to defeat capitalism is democracy, I believe. And, and right now, well, the, the reason I want to keep the Senate is the same reason that the uh, founders wanted the Senate was to, you know, like, you don't want action to go too fast. But now if we abolish the House of Representatives, it gets more people engaged. I don't think so. I think I think a revolution would actually work in the capitalist's favor. And I think that's 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 why they are on the side of pushing us to the brink. I think defeating capitalism takes democracy. I think democracy is the absolute only way. But now, neither of us is objectively right or wrong. Oh, Scrappy, welcome. You know, I, when we were talking in the Discord... I was, um, I'd actually thought about you the other day. I was like, you know, I haven't seen Scrappy in a couple weeks. And I didn't even, I didn't even put it together that, uh, you might've been affected by Ida. And I'm sorry, you're, you're getting ready to, I I think you're only going to get the, the, the side of it. But what Nicholas is moving into Texas, we've got scenes of the flooding going on already. It's a, it's going to be a category one hurricane, I believe. Or is a Category 1? I don't know when it's supposed to make uh, landfall. I didn't say anything about ending capitalism. I don't think you can end capitalism. That goes back to my... You know, all economies are a mixed economy. It's to what extent. And I believe... Some form of capitalistic mindset is good in a small in a small microcosm 
I mean, we've got plenty of choices. The, the future is ours. But I don't understand why. I don't understand why the far left wants to make it an either or thing. Why can't we support each other? Why can't I support revolutionaries and revolutionaries also support me at the ballot box and support people like AOC? I I never understood like the backlash against Bernie Sanders from the far left in like 2015. I had so many arguments with friends over this. And, and, you know, they called Bernie a shit lib and everything. They didn't even know that much about him, whereas I'd been listening to Bernie talk. Like, I've, I've always been a big fan of the Tom Hartman program. And back in, like, the fucking early 2000s, Tom was bringing Bernie Sanders on for a Lunch with Bernie segment, an hour with Bernie Sanders every Friday. And boy, did I look forward to that every week. That is another thing. Like, don't let the right wing bid us against each other. No, no, Adam. All economies are mixed economies. All eco- We're a mixed economy. We used to be more socialistic. Now, now we're hyper-capitalistic, but we're still a mixed economy. North Korea is a mixed economy with very, 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 very little capitalism. But I'm just like, I don't understand the hate that AOC received over this. I don't know why someone wouldn't support the message. We can never get too comfortable in our seats at the table once they've been given. Aurora James, founder and creative director of Brother Vells, and the founder of the 15% Pledge says, we must always continue to push ourselves, push our colleagues, push the culture, and push the country forward. Fashion is changing. America is changing. And as far as the theme goes, I think Alexandria and I are a great embodiment of the language fashion needs to consider adding to the general lexicon as we work towards a more sustainable, inclusive, and empowered future. The outfit was finished by a pair of red shoes from Brother Vales with long laces and bright flowers along the hill. Her bag also read, Tax the Rich, to drive the message home. Ocasio-Cortez is far from the only politician to attend the Met Gala. Hillary Clinton came in 2001, but she is the only one who has used her time on the carpet to make a controversial political statement. Of course, who else in Washington would dare... No, socialism is is public. That would be like a, a worker co-op. That's a that's an example of socialism, a worker co-op. Which I think we need far more of. I think it would it would benefit the country if more of our our entities were worker co-ops. It's more messaging. Like to try to to try to get the right to shut up about socialism. 
Because it's a, it's a social good that we're working towards, but we're doing it through the government. It's kind of more communism. We can, we, if we mock them, we make it less salient and they can't use it against us. And that's one of the reasons why like, and it's been very effective in the last 10 years. Now, of course, AOC wasn't the only one to make a statement on the red carpet at the Met Gala. I don't even know who this is, but she wore a, like a, a fucking, one of you guys can tell me what it looks like. It looks like a fucking, what, a, a, a bulletproof vest or some shit. It says, peg the patriarchy. This is Kara Delavine. Apparently, ASAP Rocky had underwear on that said meat is murder. Gigi Hadid had on a dress that read decolonize the male gaze. Timothy Chamel, I, I don't know who any of these people are had white sweatpants that said, I'm still quite confused about Brexit. Honey, we all are. We all are. Chris Jenner wore a blazer that had Say Their Names embroidered on the sleeves. What, Say the Names of the People You Killed in 9-11? Huh? Huh? I honestly didn't even know who Chris Jenner was. You were doing amazing, sweetie. Little Nas X! That was my next one. Let's take a look at his awesome outfit. Not as cool as what he wore on the VMAs, I don't think, but I'd wear that armor in a video game. Looks like he's out here getting ready to like slay some people on, on Dark Souls. I don't know what the fuck that is, though. I don't really care what the, what the people were wearing. I just thought Lil Nas X, I wanted to make a joke about the video game armor. I, I, I care about the statements they made. I'd never heard of Nikki Tutorials. But she played a tribute to trans icon Marsha P. Johnson with her outfit and the headdress. So, awesome. I don't know who she is, but good on her. Speaking of people who don't know who celebrities are, Boris Johnson was asked about... Um, Professor Witty, one of the world's biggest female celebrities, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj! The coronavirus vaccines to impotence. Now she's got 8 million followers on Twitter. Many of them are young people. The young people you're suggesting should get vaccinated. What would you say? I'm not high enough for this shit. By public comments like that from public figures. Um, Prime Minister, Sage and SpyM have both advised that the government, that working from home is one of the single most effective measures at reducing transmission. But looking at your autumn and winter plan, 
it's not actually part of plan B. It seems to kind of hover as some kind of plan C with a decision on its shelf for a later date when we actually look at the document. Why are you more reticent about deploying working from home to combat this? And one last question. Um, Prime Minister, a lot of your Cabinet are feeling very anxious as we're gathered here today about their own futures. Can you formally rule out a reshuffle ahead of the Conservative... Love this dude. Chris, <laughs> on the reshuffle. <laughs> uh, thank you, Prime Minister. Um, uh, so there are a number of myths that fly around with varying, some of which are just clearly ridiculous and some of which are clearly designed just to scare. That happens to be one of them. Uh, that is untrue. Uh, I, my own strong suggestion, if I may, to uh, uh, media present and not present is repeating them in public actually just gives them credence, which they don't need. Uh, they're untrue, full stop. Uh, if you think about uh, where we are actually overall, and this is, the, this is a slightly longer answer to your question because I think it's a very important one, the great majority of people are getting vaccinated. So the great majority of people are ignoring these myths. And if you talk about people in their 50s and 60s and 70s, you're talking about uh, over 90% of people getting vaccinated, uh, and very few people actually are actively, in the same sense, in the anti-vax group. There are a group of people who've got strange beliefs, and fine, and they make their own choices, and in a sense... Also fine. People are adults are allowed to make their own choices. However, strange that is a basic principle of uh, medical ethics, actually. But there are also people who go around trying to discourage other people from taking uh, a vaccine, which could be life-saving or prevent them from having life-changing uh, uh, injuries to themselves. And many of those people, I regret to say, I think know that they are peddling untruths, but they still do it. In my view, they should be ashamed. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, and I look. I'm, uh, well, it's because they're financially incentivized to do it. Just on that, Steve, I, I'm not familiar with the works of, uh, or not as familiar with the works of, of Nicki Minaj as I. Oh, not as familiar. Oh shit, he's heard Starships before. Oh come on. Probably should be, but I am familiar with with uh, Nikki Kanani, uh, superstar GP of Bexley, who's appeared many times on uh, before you, uh, who, who will t- who will tell you that vaccines are wonderful and everybody sh- uh, should get them. Uh, so, I- we're Lord, are you in here? Who is that? <laughs> he seemed very proud of that fucking name drop. Howard Stern. Took some shots at Joe Rogan over vaccines. Now, I actually, I played the two back-to-back last week, but, like, now Stern has actually called them out by name. We've got a feud. Where the fuck is it? I swear to you, there was audio in here. Maybe it doesn't work on the Microsoft browser. Wow. Alright, here we go. Yeah, yeah, apparently it doesn't work on the Microsoft browser. Tuesday, I, I just went, I, I didn't even want to spend a lot of time on COVID and vaccination and all the shitheads in our country who won't get vaccinations. They're like, I don't want you guys worship Dr. Fauci. Meanwhile, they go to the doctor and get they'll take horse dewormer yeah. from a doctor. 
you know, like I heard Joe Rogan was saying, he 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 says, "What do you what do you bust?" Now, just to, just to correct the right wingers who are like, "What's prescribed for humans? It's a dewormer in humans, and its most common usage is as an animal dewormer. That is the most common usage." Yeah, because and I'm I took a horse, horse dewormer. Yeah. And a doctor gave it to me. Well, well, a doctor would also give you a vaccine. So why, <laughs> why, why, why take horse dewormer? I don't know. So I was just saying, like, all the people who are anti-vaccination or anti uh, or want their freedom. So I got on the air, you know, and I even said to you, I won't dwell on this. I was like, you know, what the fuck? What, I mean, make it all mandatory. Can you imagine in this country? If, like, when polio was out, if we had these idiots who would not take the polio vaccine in our country. I mean, we did, but social media has amplified the ones in our time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like. um, There were. Those people existed. Don't don't think they didn't. It it was a no brainer. They had a cure. This guy came up with a cure for polio. Jonas Salk. Because you didn't want your kids getting it you didn't let's talk about the fact that jonas salk didn't uh put a patent on it gave it away because he thought it would be wrong to profit off of the polio vaccine my my how far we've come as a country want to get it he didn't want to give it to anybody yeah and um I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, it's like uh, we don't want to take this vaccine. Adam, what you're advocating for gets us to like Mad Max. Measles, mumps. You know, this is better than Mad Max. You had to have we a took slew. whatever vaccines they had. <laughs> yeah, because because believe it or not, people used to die in mass from all this shit. <laughs> or get some horrible lifelong condition. Yeah, like you had to walk with a big shoe. If you got polio, if you, if you managed to survive it. And it was like a really cool thing that they got rid of it and we could live longer without medical. You had to walk with a big shoe. I didn't know about that. Uh, but you notice in every single case when all this anti-science shit goes right out the window, when people end up in the emergency room and they can't breathe and then they go, I should have taken the vaccine to every one of them. There's never been one that said, I'm so glad. I'm that done. I refuse. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so happy that I can't breathe. This is a wonderful way to die. It was worth it because I didn't take the vaccine. That's right. I proved you all wrong. We've. Tr- I've tried to move on, man. I've tried to move on. No, we are primed for sectarian violence in this country, hands down. We we have never settled the fucking civil war. So any type of instability in our government is going to come crashing down and there is going to be a lot, a lot of bloodshed. I like, and this, this country has been primed for it for a very, very long time. And our politicians is play are they're They're harnessing that dissonance in order to retain power. The oligarchs, I mean, they're playing both sides. There are people bought and paid for by the billionaires that run this country in both parties. I need I need I need you on the same page with me, man. I need you to I need you to vote 
as much as you possibly can. I need you to participate in street activism as much as you possibly can. Me too. I need to get more active. Yes, my place as the wonk is needed, but I also need to get more active in street activism. Well, then canvas, then make phone calls. And hey, go go for the candidate that most suits your like. If if you like, you would never campaign for AOC. Get her a left left. I, theoretically, I know you're not in her district, but support a challenger that's further to the left. It only empowers us. What's what music? I have not sang on this show, I don't think. And I'm I'm trying not to make that a thing. I don't want to sing regularly on the show. However, I do break out in song sometimes. All right, let's finish listening to what Howard Stern had to say. But anyway, I woke up much to my shock that um, there was a bunch of people congratulating me. And then a lot of people in the media, like the Fox News types and... Uh, even like Alex Jones, they were all attacking me uh, personally. I'm, a ho- I'm Hollywood. Uh, I'm sitting in my house, but I'm Hollywood. I, uh, I worship Dr. Fauci. Um, they, they, they were like attacking me, but there were other people praising me. Now Howard Stern is the all I said establishment. Yeah, I've got background music. I've always had the it. Vaccine, it should be mandatory. And this brought down a slew of like publicity, like I I, I haven't wow. seen ever. Like it was, was that mind like blowing. A outrageous stand. Howard Stern is relevant for the first time in what fifteen years. Why am I getting so much press for saying this? Is this really? About so- two thousand five is when he went to Sirius. Speaking common sense, we have a cure for this dreaded COVID, and we're not taking it. Take it. Make people take it the same way we take polio vaccines and every other vaccine. Well, that's that's great, Adam. Just don't don't try to do anything to hinder people that are also trying to do it electorally. Like it's it's a multi pronged approach, and you've got to come at it from multiple different angles. I I agree. Well, no, I. It's not an either-or thing. It's not union activity or voting. It's both. I that 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 is the thing that I want to stress so much. It's every avenue. Everyone should vote. Everyone that can vote. Everyone should. Even if you just go and vote for fucking joke candidates, go and fucking vote. Going and voting for a joke candidate is a protest vote. And I think and I think the best way to abolish capitalism is through democracy. Or at least to tame capitalism, rein it in, whatever the fuck. Democracy. And that is the point. I don't I don't see you're not approaching me with any ideas and I like I've got ideas man <laughs> like I can't I 
I know we we need to abolish the electoral college, and I I, I try my best to get right wingers on board with this and explain to them like, oh, you're in a red state, your your vote don't matter. Like it it it, it doesn't matter at all. You're not the one deciding the country. Why shouldn't it be one person, one vote? Well, then California gets to decide the country. Yes, they have the most economic activity. They have the they have people. Because they've got the most people. Why why should somebody in Wyoming's vote be weighted heavier than somebody in California? This is a big issue with me. Because it's like somebody in Wyoming, their vote is worth like 13 times more than somebody that lives in L.A. County. That's not right. Some, some, some redneck in Wyoming isn't worth 13 times the amount of somebody in L.A. If anything, it should be weighted the other way. But I don't want that either. I just want one person, one vote. I want it all to matter. And I don't understand why I can't get right-wingers on board with that. It's like the gerrymandering issue. Every time I bring up gerrymandering, they're like, Democrats do it too. And I'm like, yes. In Michigan, nor- uh, 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 New York City, fucking Pennsylvania, Democrats have gerrymandered districts. That is absolutely true, and that's why you should be with me for wanting to install a bipartisan commission that uses an, a computer algorithm to make the districts based not on anything other than just like the most efficient way to allocate the population. The th- and the wages is a whole nother thing. Like I've got a whole slew of proposals I want to do with wages and like, you don't even have to raise the minimum wage. You can do things like lowering the work week. I don't know. I didn't see what you said, Adam. I was doing my own thing. I was going off and you're, Yes, I and I encourage unionization. And that's another way is like I try to convert right-wingers by saying, "Did you know that when just a single company is unionized in your area, it raises the wages of everybody else in your area?" The problem, Adam, is that like we're not the fucking majority. You're wanting to do things and the rest of the society doesn't want to go along with you. Whether it be through ignorance that they've been propagandized or whether they just have a different point of view. What you're talking about isn't feasible. Other than like tell people to unionize. Spread the, the, spread the word of unionization. Absolutely. Fucking show people this goddamn chart. of when worker productivity started decoupling from wages. It just so happens to be when we were in the push for deunionization, deregulation, tax cuts for the rich. This is, The other day, a stupid-ass right-winger, they were... I don't remember what the fucking original post was, but I'd said it sounds like you're wanting everybody else to conform to your, your way. And a dude responded to me and said, well, yeah, because your way isn't working. My way, my way, it has been 40 years of this neoliberal conservative order. My way, you haven't tried my fucking way. We've been doing it your fucking way. Try it my, by the way, 
The two Democratic presidents in my lifetime presided over record GDP growth. Both cut the deficit, one of them being like one of the only politicians in a century to balance the budget. And they were both like Republican light. Imagine what would happen. Imagine how good our economy would be if we had an actual progressive in there. So why don't we try doing it my way? Why don't we elect Katie Porter in 2024? That's my way. Let's try that. I think that would work. We're going to, we're going to, like, I don't, I don't know what you want that I'm not doing, Adam. I don't know what you want. You're making this point and I don't know what it is. Yes, do what you're doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. We're all contributing what we can. I don't know what you're getting at. No, 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 no. I'm actually saying it is worse. I'm saying that if we collapse this system, what will happen will be worse. We will have sectarian violence in this country. And and we are on the precipice of that happening right now. I want to work within the framework. <laughs> I just like it's a multi-pronged approach we need to and we need to be supportive of AOC I want to be supportive of other like even like um, producer Dave from Echoplex and I were having a conversation one time and I started to attack Vosh because I have a lot of things I don't like about Vosh and producer Dave was like no 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 like I don't like to talk about people that's you know in our lane and I thought about it and I'm like you know why why would I attack Vosh he is sort of in my lane he is a gateway to move the Overton window over if somebody's watching Vosh and perhaps I can win them over to be a fan of my show. And they may have come over from Tim Pool's show to Vosh. Because that's the way it's been working in the right wing, so we need to be able to do it the other way, but we keep constantly fighting with each other. And I just, I don't understand it. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that one bit, Adam. But we can use him. He's useful. That's the problem with like leftist movements is we don't. I don't pay him any attention. Like I don't. I don't pay attention to him. I don't watch his shit. But if I can tap in to the algorithm on YouTube, and get to where if people watch Vosh's channel, they get my channel recommended. If I can get my fucking YouTube back then that's useful for our cause. It does us more good to be magnanimous. Um, is that the word? No. Um, it does us more good to be on friendly terms with people that are somewhat in our uh, orbit. 
and I don't think we should we should be trying to divide the movement. There's not enough of us as it is. It's a it's an overwhelming task. That's why we should be pushing each other in every avenue. That's what I'm saying, that it's, it is both. It is being able to infiltrate the government and work with inside the government. I fucking love this shit. I'd love to be a communications director for a politician. I'm absolutely qualified to do it, too. End up serving as a gateway from the far left. Hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, once you get over here in the left and you, and you, you learn to think and be more analytical about things. I I don't think you can just go back. I don't think you, once you go left, you never go back. Left is best. I don't think I could be a gateway from the far left. I don't think anybody would be on the far left to begin with. Thank you for joining us, Rev. I appreciate it. And I love challenge me on anything I'm saying. I I love this kind of debate. Especially like on, on this issue, there is no objective right and wrong. Well, see, that's that's exactly the that's exactly the space I'm trying to occupy, Adam. I'm trying to be the edgy comedian dude that's also like fucking grounded in leftist principles. I I've gone over this before. Like, I'm not the reason I appear leftist is because in our hyper capitalistic society, that's the policy prescription for where we're at. You know, in philosophy, I'd actually consider myself more of like a Edmund Burke conservative, you know, like I was, I was a libertarian younger, like I, I was president of the young Republicans in high school. Just like clearly the way to solve the issues is by doing incredibly big things right now. We need drastic action on climate change, on wealth distribution. So leftist policies are needed. I could see myself going back to the right in a different situation. I wouldn't bet that it would happen in my lifetime now based on where everything is just because we have gone so far to the right in the last 40, 50 years in this country. Why does it come down? Why why do you keep wanting to put this false dichotomy on it, Adam? I don't understand. I I mean, I'm toward, you guys know I'm antagonistic. So you know I want to go over and call people dumb fucks at every little thing, but I also want to I have a responsibility if I want to get on here and talk into a microphone and have a platform. 
to actually do things to help the cause as opposed to harm it. I don't I don't know I don't I don't know anything about Losh to to know about his position. I I know that people have called him a bigot. I don't know about that myself because I've never I've never engaged with him. I watched the Tim Pool thing. Well, uh spoiler alert, uh I've dropped multiple in bombs. I am I am on audio. I quit doing it a couple of years ago because goddamn, like, every time I did it, it, it became an argument about my usage of the word and not the message I was actually saying. So that's why I quit using it. Uh, but, like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on audio. Now, I don't think any of you would disagree with what I said, and I've got it on a meme here. It's It's censored. I made it the other day. But I censored it because I didn't want to take the flack. Where did I put it, though? And I'll show you guys what I said. You can read it. And you can make your own judgments. And if you feel icky about being here in the stream, um, I understand. I stand behind what I said. But it wasn't effective... So Confederate monuments are nothing but giant signs that say blank. Don't forget who is in charge here. I've said that on multiple podcasts and gotten a horrendous reaction every time. So yeah, I don't do that anymore, but also remember like I I came up wanting to be like an edgy comedian this was just a few years ago. I'm, I'm acting like it was a long time ago, but like you, you learn and you, you mature, but I stand behind the sentiment of what I said. And people still bring it up to this day. Someone will share something out from my page. But like, didn't this dude drop an in bomb? I'm like, yeah, give the context, please. That's why I made the meme. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I said this. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he said though. That's why I can't judge it. That's horrible and I do not condone that. Yeah, and you know that. You know my feelings about the trans community that I'm I'm very sensitive towards their issues. So you know I wouldn't ever condone that. Every time I've watched Destiny, which has been like just a handful of times, and like it's the like the two times Sam Cedar was on with Destiny, I was not impressed. But I also I didn't give him a proper shake, I guess. Like like last time he had Sam on, they got into this thing about generational wealth. And student debt. 
And I like and Sam made the point, but I don't think that he he really he wasn't as focused on it as I was about the fact that there was no such thing as, as, as student loan debt fucking 40 years ago. It was it was incredibly minute, statistically insignificant. People took out loans, but they were incredibly small. They weren't predatory like it is now. Because he would say, like, doing student loan forgiveness to the people that have college degrees now is, is giving a handout to the people that are likely to be rich later because they have college degrees. But these are people that didn't have that debt saddled on them in previous generations. And somebody brought up a very good point with me the other day about... Um, all the baby boomers have the wealth now, but fucking they're all going to bleed it out through our horrid medical system. There's no wealth to, to, to be handed down to their children because they're likely to live long enough to get cancer, heart disease, something like that, and get an astronomical medical bill that just wipes them out. The liberal fascist borg, I mean... Weird? I mean, liberals have been bargaining with fascists. That's what the whole third-way Democrat thing was about. Fucking Obama bargained with fascists. Owns 26 houses! Adam, man, I don't, I don't want to watch Vosh. I don't, I don't want to, I don't care. It's just that we, I agree with producer Dave that like, yeah, we, we shouldn't get on to people that are in our lane. I, I can't imagine that there is any scenario where, where like, you're in a Mexican standoff with Vosh and a trans person. I'm not, I'm, I, like, it's irrelevant. Well, I mean, he's not my lane. I'm doing a completely different thing. I didn't think he I didn't think he postured himself as a leftist. I thought he postured himself as a rad lib. Well, you know where my support is. I don't I don't even know about Vosh. I don't <laughs> I don't know what he claims. I don't and this is this is I guess my point is like this is the kind of shit that the right wing wants us to do. They want us to have this argument about people's personalities and shit, right? Like I don't I don't want to come on my stream and attack like did he do shitty shit? Probably, I don't know. And if he did, fuck him for doing it. But like it's it's a it's not a good usage of our time.
What's the name of the book? I'd love to read that. Did you already post it and I, I didn't see it? I'd rather I'd rather read a book than watch the essay. Awesome. I'm going to put that on my notes. Thank you. It sounds like the kind of thing I'm into. That's the shit I read. I don't read fiction. I read like fucking history, politics, philosophy and shit. And like, I don't pay for, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say I am a, you know, arg. So, so, you know, like I'm not going to be out anything if I, if I grab it and read it. I don't know where I was going with anything now. I forgot. I just like, Adam, I want to steal Vosh's audience. I'm with you. I'm with you, Adam. That's that's why, like, I don't want to attack Vosh. I want to get into the algorithm, and I want to steal his followers. I want to... I want to hit on... Not hit on... I want to tap in to the young, angsty, chip-on-their-shoulder, might-go-right-wing kind of fucking hipster, fedora, 20, 22-year-old kind of guy. The kind of guy I used to be. I could have easily gone right. Honest to fucking God, if it hadn't have been for discovering Bill Hicks, George Carlin... Uh, like tool as well. That that fucking, I know that sounds fucking horrible. That I bring up tool, but like that helped expose me to the because like I I listened to tool is probably how I discovered Bill Hicks, right? So then I listened to Bill Hicks and like I'm hearing Bill Hicks in like 2002. I'm a senior in high school. We're getting ready to invade Iraq. His comedy is a lot of jokes about George Bush invading Iraq because it, it happened in 91-92. Because so that's, that's, that's a hard for people... He did a lot of contemporary jokes, so it's kind of hard to get people into Bill Hicks. But the contemporary jokes hit so hard for me because I'm listening to it as a high school senior in 2002. Then, you know, George Carlin and going further down that hole helped me because I'm I'm president of the Young Republicans. I'm from a highly, highly red area. I could have, without being exposed to certain ideas, I could have gone down a much different path. I watched a lot of Alex Jones before like YouTube. I don't remember what were some of the hosting sites that had videos before YouTube. That was the kind of shit I was watching, like, fucking 9-11 documentaries and shit. I was really into the fucking zeitgeist. Blew my fucking mind in 2004, 2005, whenever I saw it. 
just blew me the fuck away. It really is not knowing. That's why I'm saying that you can't come over to the left and then go back to the right because it really is like an ignorance that makes people right wing or not caring. Not having empathy for other people and being able to put yourself in their shoes. That really is how you have right wing views. What the, what the, there was a meme that, that went around. It was like, dude said he was a libertarian until he, uh, he took Molly and realized everybody else had feelings. That's true. This is absolutely true. And being challenged. Like, that's what I'm like. If I hadn't been challenged in my mindset when I was younger, if I'd grown to be 30 years old and never been exposed to other ideas, I'd absolutely be a dumb fuck right winger. But as for Vosh, I just, I want to get into the YouTube algorithms and I want to steal his, I want to steal his followers. And I think I can. I think I could be a better Vosh. I'm a better Jimmy Dore. I'm a much better Jimmy Dore. I've thought about making some kind of ad that's like, you know, I'm Jimmy Dore, but smart. Oh, shit. So Biden was in California today. He had been stumping for Governor Newsom in the recall, but he also talked a little bit about the, you know, the existential crisis we're facing from extreme weather. Our company, our small construction business, everyone, everyone has a role to play. And everyone is building a clean energy future and a stronger economy. Because that's what it's about. And I mean, shit on him. I, I don't. I love shitting on people. I just like. Yesterday, I saw firsthand the devastation of the Caldor fire in California with the over helicopter. And the last two weeks, I traveled to Louisiana. New York, I'm concerned with talking about policy. Destruction from Hurricane Ida. More people killed in New York with flooding, 20 inches of rain, and what's happened up there, then were killed when 178 mile an hour winds hit Louisiana. Extreme weather is... Dustin, you want to know what did it for me? The very... I mean, Tool, George Carlin, Bill Hicks, and everything around the same time, but, like, the moment I really remember was that there was this guy that was a guitar tech. I was DJing. at I worked for a mobile DJ service, and I was DJing a wedding, that I and I went to the wedding, like... I was contracted out to this company, and I went, and, like, the fucking dude didn't do use me for anything. Like, I helped him carry in the equipment. The playlist was already done by the fucking bride and everything. Had no use for me whatsoever. And we're at this really nice hotel. So I go out by the pool, and there is this dude who was a guitar tech for the, the Grateful Dead. And he's just picking on a guitar, and I just sit down and start talking to him, because that's the kind of guy I am. And he's fucking telling because like, this is post 9-11, probably like a year after 9-11 or something like that. Maybe not even that. Maybe just a few months. And he's just fucking ribbing about different shit and stuff. And I can't even tell you what he said to me. But like, he got me thinking about so many other things. and Thinking in ways I'd never thought about it. 
Yeah, I've, I fucking hate the faux nationalism. The flying military planes and shit. I fucking hate that. And it's it's marketing. Like, it, it is part of the marketing budget of, you know, the Department of Defense to be able to go and do that shit at ball games. They spend that money with the NFL, with the TV stations in order to show that shit. It is fascist. You're you're right. I I fucking I hate the fucking right wingers that are all like, well, you need to stand for the pledge. Like that's fascism. You know that, right? Like you don't force people to pledge allegiance to your country. You dumb shit. That's literal fascism. That's a funny face Biden's making. All right, let's let's hear what you got to say. It's only two and a half minutes. We're seeing is only going to come more frequently and with more ferocity. And we're blinking code red as a nation. And we really are. So far this year, nation... That's all, that's all you could ask for, is just constantly being proven. But, like, we've not done that. We've gone backwards the last 40, 50 years. That's the size of the entire state of New Jersey. Burned flat. It caused billions of dollars in damage and forced tens of thousands of people to evacuate their homes and businesses. And even if it's not in your backyard, you feel the effects, as you mentioned earlier. You turn on the local weather in addition to deciding what the temperature is and what the precipitation would be. You want to know what the smoke forecast is. I think you're like, ah, I'm getting off topic again. But that's another thing. It's like I can't stress enough that the current political order didn't exist 60 years ago. Like, in in the Nixon administration, these guys were fucking nut jobs. They were looked at as nut jobs. The people that, the kind of people that staffed the Trump administration. Like, it's this fucking Frank Zappa called it in like 1987, 1988. He's got a song called uh, Jesus Thinks You're a Jerk. And he's talking about the fusion between the far right and the religious extremists. And he predicted the fucking future. But that's exactly what was happening at the time. But the, the, the reason I want to bring that up is that we have, we have the momentum right now and we can be that new force in politics. That's what, like, I, I want to get my friends to run for office. We're at that age. As I said about me, like, it's time for me to have a prostate exam. It's time for us to actually take over shit and run it. I really do need to go have a prostate exam. I'm at that age. Exactly. Look at the nut jobs who are getting elected. That's what I... I always wanted to be in politics, but I I said I never could run because, you know, fucking... I'm very open about my past. That's the one thing they couldn't use it against me is like fucking I'll tell everyone I'm on airdrop and F or uh, N bombs and shit. I've been arrested for drugs. I never thought that I would make it in politics, but Hey, like if Trump can win, please, please come. I have begged you. Oh my God. 
I've told you I want to eat your ass so bad. I will absolutely let you stick a finger in my butt too if you want. I'm sorry, Joe Biden. You're just not that interesting, dude. We're never going to get through this video of you. And it, it is only two and a half minutes. Yes, I'm an asshole. This is, this is something you know about me. I have no clue, Dustin. Are you on Grinder? I'm on Grinder. Uh, no I. G-R-N-D-E-R. No, no, no. No E. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, the I is there. No E. It was like, really? Like, I haven't been with a woman in a really long time. I, I, I started thinking about it the other day. It was like, I'd really like to eat some pussy. On Grinder? I you don't really friend people on Grinder. Now you may be confused on what the app is for. That's the gay hookup app. <laughs> if you're within like a hundred miles of me or whatever the fuck it is, you can see me. I accept not safe for work pictures. I usually ignore it, but sometimes I am like, oh, that is a nice dick. Hey, what you doing? Sometimes dudes send me their ass. I'm usually pretty turned off by asses, but sometimes like, hmm, that is a nice ass. Hey, dude, what you doing? Yeah, let's move on from Biden. Fuck Biden. Not literally. Don't fuck Biden. I encourage people get gay. Be fun. That was the pro. Like I got gay for Gay Pride Month, and I just never stopped getting gay. And then I'm like, Miss Pussy. I serious. I had. What was I doing? Oh, I was watching 9-11. This is how I spent my 9-11. I had 9-11 documentaries on. And I was on Tinder because, like, I miss pussy. I want to eat somebody out. Let me find somebody here. Watching 9-11 documentaries. Messaging people on, on Tinder. Matched with one, this one lady. I'm like, hey, haven't I talked to you before? Went and searched my emails. Yes, I have. I have naughty pictures of her. Still waiting for a message back. Alex Jones 9-11 documentaries. Yes, what was it called? Fucking, um... I think he was in Loose Change, but I don't think he did Loose Change. But there was one that he was in. There's one that he produced, I think. That's like, that's how he came to prominence. He was just like a local radio host. 
9-11, Rise of the Police State. That was in 2016. There's other ones. They didn't actually fall free fall speed. I didn't know that. Like, oh, I used to say, I used to be a 9-11 truther. So I'm saying I was batshit fucking crazy. I dropped all that 9-11 truther shit when I went to college and I had to take fucking practical reasoning. Dr. Tudico. Fucking explain that shit. Not using 9-11, but like by teaching logic. I was like, oh, fucking this 9-11 conspiracy shit. Hey, no, no plane hit Tower 7. Come on, guys. Uh, I, If you can still get to my MySpace, I would say there is a gif of like, never forget, no no plane hit this building and like the, the, the building falling down. But then you find out years later, you know, debris fell on it for hours and hours and hours. It was on fire, smoldering. That's why it fell. I'm fucking like, apparently people have like analyzed the video and can show you like as it's slowing down. Cause like that was the thing. If it's free fall, it was meeting no resistance. But like, if you fucking analyze the video and get like it, it does face resistance. But also, it's really heavy shit falling falling on other floors. So of course it would go really fast. But it wasn't free fall. And I don't. I think this show isn't free fall because I think I lost internet. Oh, we might be coming back. They've sh- they are shutting me up because I was talking about 9-11. The powers that be wanted to silence me because I was talking about 9-11. It looks like we're back, though. It looks like I got a good bit rate. I'll give everybody a second to get caught back up before I go back off. Yeah, the interwebs were fucking up there. I think it's just my my internet just poops out. I like as I've said, I've never noticed it when I'm watching shit or I'm listening to Spotify because all that stuff buffers ahead. But I I see you. I I see where it drops out when I'm streaming. Like oh. And it just it just does it for a second every now and again. I'm glad Twitch comes back up. All right, speaking of shit that goes on in the government, there's not even a fucking conspiracy. Like there's enough stuff going on in the government to be pissed about and to get all up in arms about without going into stupid ass conspiracy theories. 
Apparently there's a new book from Bob Woodward talking about General Mark Milley took secret action. It's not just me. No, I think my internet actually quit on me. I don't think it was like a Twitch thing. But this fucking wild story, apparently General Milley took action to make sure that Trump couldn't launch a nuclear strike. Sixth Capitol insurrection, so worried about the then president's angry and erratic behavior, he called a secret meeting with top deputies, including the chain of command for the country's nuclear arsenal. General Mark Milley's message at that meeting, no one... Okay, also, Mike Pence is back to kissing Trump's ass, which is amazing to me. Mike Pence, you have no political future. Your only hope of having relevance in this country would have been if you had 25th Amendment that motherfucker and got him out and then turned against him and went like, you know... You could have auditioned for a spot on MSNBC. You are stupid, dude. You ain't going to win another. You're not going to run for president. Are you serious? I'm not stuck with Comcast. I used to have Comcast. I have wow. Wow. But, like, I don't know what Mike Pence was thinking. His best chance at having a future in this country in any sort of relevance was being like a talking head on MSNBC or CNN because he turned on Trump at the last minute. Seriously. They would have reformed him. You've you've seen the way they do George W. Bush. Fucking if Trump lives long enough, they'll reform him, too. So I don't know what Mike Pence is thinking. But that would... You should have 25th Amendment in him. For your own political well-being. That was the only way. I'd make a good communications director for somebody. One was to... Campaign strategist. For military strikes, even from the president. Unless Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, was personally involved in the sign-off as called for by Pentagon protocols. Details of that extraordinary top-secret Pentagon meeting among the many startling new revelations about the final days of the Trump presidency in peril. The brand-new book by the legendary Washington Post journalist Bob Woodward and his colleague at the Post, Robert Costa. Our CNN special correspondent, Jamie Gangel, obtained an early copy of this book, and she is with us now. Wow. John Woodward and Costa, as you say, report that uh, General Mark Milley took top secret action to limit President Trump's ability to make a military strike or to use nuclear weapons. Let me just stay, set the stage from the book. According to Woodward and Costa, on January 8th, Milley is deeply shaken from the assault on the Capitol on the 6th. I bet he believes Trump. To your point, is unstable, unpredictable, and Woodward and Costa. Well, yeah, but that was true in 2016 as well. Is in serious mental decline. He also has been talking back channel to the Chinese. He is aware from intelligence that the Chinese are on edge because of January 6th and because of Trump's behavior. So he's trying to reassure them behind the scenes. 
And Milley tells his senior staff, quote, you never know what a president's trigger point is. Against this backdrop, same day, January 8th, Milley gets a call from Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. We've heard about this call, but Woodward and Costa got an exclusive transcript of the call. Pelosi has the same concerns that Milley does. The phone call is dramatic. It is blunt. And Pelosi wants Milley to reassure her that the nuclear weapons are safe. And this is the exchange. Pelosi, who knows what he might do? He's crazy. You know he's crazy. He's yes. been crazy for a long time. So don't say you don't know what his state of mind is. He's crazy. And what he did yesterday, meaning actually two days ago, January 6th, is further evidence of his craziness. General Milley says, Madam Speaker, I agree with you on everything. Uh, Milley reassures Pelosi on the call. But when he gets off, he thinks to himself, she's right. And he decides to take this extraordinary action. So, so he has this call with the speaker in right. which she is agitated and essentially reinforces his concerns. Correct. He's seeing this intelligence and actually having a back channel. That's extraordinary. Back channel with his counterpart in China saying, calm down. Everything will be okay. And he decides to call this extraordinary meeting. Take us inside. Right. And, and by the way, according to Woodward and Costa, Milley never tells the president about these back channel calls. So he calls an extraordinary meeting of the National Military Command Center, the Pentagon War. Phrasing! He brings the generals in. Oh, we're we not doing phrasing anymore? Woodward and Costa. Just remember, he is not technically in the chain of command. He is an advisor to the president. Uh, and he tells the generals and the officials who run the war room, no matter who calls you, you, you got to let me know. Here's what he says. Quote, if you get calls, no matter who they're from, there's a process here. There's a procedure. No matter what you're told, you do the procedure, you do the process, and I'm part of the process. Um, look, Millie may be criticized. The only time I ever watch it's on this show. His, his authority. But according to Woodward and Costa, he felt that he couldn't trust Trump. I don't, I don't watch... We were in hardly any like news. I mean, I watch time of risk that he knew stuff, but like I don't watch a lot of options. He actually had an expression for it. He called it. I don't watch no cable uh, news. None. Darkest moment of theoretical possibility. What Trump might. I wake up and YouTube auto plays like congressional hearings. That's the kind of fucking wonk I am. I love political documentaries, though. Like, I don't, I don't do the cable news. I haven't in a really long time. And even back in the day, like, the only thing that I really liked was you know, Keith Oberman. A little more substantive. Now, finally, during a congressional hearing, somebody brought up the thing that I kept talking about last night, which was the drone strike that we found out from the New York times that killed an aid worker. Unfortunately, it's goddamn Rand Paul that brings it up. I hate to, I hate to play a clip and agree with goddamn Rand Paul. Fuck me. 
But thank you, Senator Paul, for finally bringing up the thing that nobody, all that we watched this cavalcade of Republican representatives questioning uh, Secretary Blinken. That's what Rand Paul, this must have been Senate hearing today with Secretary Blinken. All of them were incredibly upset asking the motherfucker to resign and not a one of them said, oh, hey, we drone striked a fucking aid worker and killed a bunch of innocent children. That wasn't what they were upset over. Because if you're getting upset over that, there's a lot of fucking blood on the U.S.'s hands. You can't bring that shit up. You gotta get upset over something else. But thank you, Rand Paul, for actually saying this and hopefully piercing the consciousness of the American people. The guy the Biden administration droned, was he an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative? Uh, the, uh, he was an aid worker. Of course, reviewing that, uh, that strike. Uh, and I'm sure that, uh, notice that secretary Blinken is actually in the Senate hearing. There was a Republican that made a big deal about him not being present, even though there were Republican representatives who weren't present in the chamber, but Blinken is actually sitting in the Senate chambers today. You know, full assessment will be, will be for so you don't know if it was an aid worker or an ISIS K operative. Uh, I can't speak to that and I can't speak to that in this setting in any event. So you don't know or won't tell us. Uh, I don't, I don't know because we're reviewing it. Well, see, you'd think you'd kind of know before you off somebody with a predator drone, whether he's an aid worker or he's. Rand Paul is right. Enjoy it, motherfucker. You're rarely right. He's an ISIS case. See, the thing is, is this isn't just you. It's been going on for administration after administration. The Obama administration drove hundreds and hundreds yes! of people. And the thing is, is there is blowback to that. I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I see. I used to call Obama President uh, Deporting Drone Strike. These pictures of these beautiful children that were killed in the attack. If that's true and not propaganda, if that's true, guess what? Maybe you created hundreds or thousands of new potential terrorists from bombing the wrong people. So you got to know who you We can't sort of have an investigation after we kill people. We have an investigation before we kill. I don't know what to say. Yes, Rand Paul, thank you. Thank you very much for saying that. You are exactly right. I feel I feel icky. Ew. I just agreed with Rand Paul. Ooh. Oh, there's a, there's an editor's note with a content warning, so I guess I gotta hit mine. Content warning fuckers. A sheriff's deputy in Wise County, Virginia killed a 16-year-old. He will not be charged. Uh, is this the news story? Or is this going to be the press conference? Oh, we're getting a local news hit here. Yeah, here we go. Maybe. 
First tonight, a sheriff's deputy who fatally shot a 16-year-old boy in July will not face charges in the teen's death. Now that announcement today from the Wise County Commonwealth's attorney, Kelly Grossfield, was at the news conference. She has more on the investigation update. Kelly? Josh, Sarah, while criminal charges will not be filed in this case, since the fatality involved a juvenile, Commonwealth Attorney Chuck Slemps said he wanted to be as transparent as possible when presenting how he came to this decision. He was able to describe the day... You investigated yourselves and determined, oh, we're innocent. And then, of course, what exactly led to the fatal shot being fired. As you see here on the picture, Deputy Robinson places gloves on both of his hands as he begins to walk toward the vehicle. Being very clear, he does not draw a weapon. He does not draw a firearm on his way to the vehicle. Commonwealth Attorney Chuck Slemp revisiting the events of July 17th that led to an officer being hospitalized in critical condition and a teen dead. It started as a search for two missing teens in a vehicle that was reported stolen. Deputy Robert Robinson was the officer who located the two reported as missing and approached the vehicle ready to take the 16-year-old into custody. That's when things took a turn. The offender, for reasons unknown, attempted to murder Deputy Robinson on July the 17th. Deputy Robinson attempted other levels of force by trying to take the knife away from him. I mean, I can take a wild guess at why he tried. Ultimately forced to employ... I mean, it was a cop, you know. ...save his own life. Body camera video showed the teen pulling out a knife. Only screenshots were released to the public, but the audio was played and you can clearly hear a struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doubt, doubt, doubt. I've said it over and over and over again on this show. If the body camera video proves what the cops say, they will release it in a heartbeat. If they're only releasing stills and not showing you the whole video, they are hiding something. What do you got? Slem says the altercation lasted about 15 to 20 seconds before... Release the body cam footage. I felt him cut my throat with the knife. He hit my jugular. I thought he hit my jugular. I was bleeding bad and blood was gushing. At that point, I pulled my gun and shot it. After combing through body camera... I mean, if he's cutting his, if he's cutting his throat, he's intending to use it as a weapon. And gathering all the facts, Slemp arrived at the decision to not criminally charge Robinson. It's therefore my conclusion... You know, I could be okay with this decision if you will release the body camera footage and let me see what the fuck happened. I bet there's dash cam footage too. I bet he was right behind the vehicle. defend himself from the actual threat. Deputy Robinson, while cleared, is still a ways away from returning to an active duty role. According to Slemp and Sheriff Kilgore, he is currently on administrative paid leave. And while released from the hospital, he remains under a doctor's care as he recovers from his injuries. I mean, I got, no, I got no problem with him being on paid leave. But I want to see that fucking body camera footage. Cops lie even when they have no reason to lie. Alright, so this is a case in Oklahoma. I don't know much about it. We're coming up on the execution date. For... Uh, convicted murderer Julius Jones. I don't even I don't even know when the execution date is set. A per, uh, is it the parole board? I don't think that's the board. Whatever the board is, it wouldn't be the parole board. Um, 
whatever the board is in Oklahoma decided that he should be granted. It's probably like clemency board or some shit like that. He should be granted clemency uh, for his execution. So I don't really know the story on this one. Let's find it out. This is coming from the family of the murder victim, though. The local news station in Oklahoma here is interviewing the murder victim's family. So it's going to be their perspective is going to be biased. Hopefully the news will fill us in on exactly what happened leading up to this. We have never heard from Paul Howe's family. For 22 years, they denied every request for an interview. And those requests came from news organizations around the world. Last week, they finally decided to break their silence to fight what they say are outright lies about the case. I sat down exclusively with seven... I wouldn't call you a soy boy. Growing up without a dad is is difficult. Okay, okay. So, like, it's cool that I want I want to hear their side and what they say is is misrepresentation of the facts. But I would like to hear what we actually know, you know, from a news station first. There's a lot of moments in life that you experience as a daughter that you want your dad to be there for. My sister got married a few years ago. Because I understand your family's grief, but you were also biased because of that grief. But I couldn't help but thinking of him the whole time. Graduating high school, going to college. And and executing an innocent man does nothing. For the past three years, for that grief. painful absence has been coupled with a new agony. It's sad to me. It makes me angry. This family has watched as support for Julius Jones has grown. For them, it's like salt in a wound that will never truly heal. On the night of July 28, 1999, Paul Howell was gunned down in this driveway. In the middle of a divorce, he was living with his parents and leaning on his family for support. They were helping him care for his two little girls, Rachel Nine and Abby Seven. He and his sister Megan had taken the girls shopping for school supplies and then to get ice cream. Prosecutors say they were followed home that night by Julius Jones and Christopher Jordan, who'd been driving around looking for a suburban to steal. Paul, Megan, and the girls were at the wrong place at the wrong time. When we pulled up in in the driveway and stopped, and I looked over and saw Julius Jones walking up to the car. He shot my dad, and I watched my dad's head go like that. And I rem- that is the vision that I have every night, is my dad's head falling to the right. Since 2002, Julius Jones has been on death row for the murder of Paul Howell. Three years ago, a television documentary called The Last Defense highlighted Jones's case, suggesting the trial was tainted and the wrong man had been convicted. Soon, a Justice for Julius crusade was launched with money and celebrity backing. The Howell family... But, 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 but what was the evidence? You didn't tell us that. That's crucial. Based on what? They had to have some reasoning in order to do a documentary on it. Found it overwhelming. This is David versus Goliath. We don't have the resources. We don't have the PR firm. We don't have the Hollywood backing, but we have the truth and we're sitting here... Well- this is a man on death row and you're acting like... He's Goliath? No, him facing down our justice system. If he's an innocent man, that's the David and Goliath. Fucking, uh... I... 
everything is bias. Like, I try to be honest with you guys about my bias. Like, I try to be as fair as I can, but even coming down to the stories that I choose to talk about every night is a is bias. I will I will tell you 100% that I probably do a lot of not probably it is certain that I do a lot of stories that make cops look bad. And I ignore stories that paint cops in a good light. Now when when it's neutral and we watch the video I'm like, "Oh, well the cops did the right thing there." Yes, I am honest about my buy ass. And I'm honest about, like, your ass is so nice. I just, like, fucking, it's soft and it's juicy. Haven't been with a woman in a while. I'll cook for you. You want to see my cat? You want to see Smokey? You want to see Socks? And, 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 it's a beautiful time of year. It was still just a little bit too hot for me to open the doors when the show was starting. I was like, I'm going to fucking sweat. But right now, it's probably amazing, and I'm going to open all my doors whenever I get off here. And I cook dinner. Fantastic time of year to be in this area. Just saying. Also, it could be the fucking hurricane is bringing us better weather. But I, I, I want to know what the issue was of why they think he's innocent. I don't know that we're going to get that. A group called Represent Justice has poured money into the fight to free Julius Jones. And last year, a board member for that organization invited Kim Kardashian to visit Jones in prison. You look at these celebrities and people. Well, yeah, that's one of her causes. Exact same story. And they don't even bother to go check the facts themselves. Every one of them. It's the same points that are the same lies. They weren't at the trial. They have never read the trial transcripts. They never read the transcripts of the evidentiary hearings or the appeals. But yet... I bet the legal firm did. ...in the Twitter lawyers and proponents that are putting out all these lies and information. The Howe family believes the funding and the celebrity backing are part of a much bigger campaign. For whatever the agenda is, outside, maybe it's to make a movie, uh, to write a book at the end, I don't know. You know, it could be any of those things. But uh, they're certainly, they've taken the truth and justice and totally eliminated that uh, and taken it out of the equation. And the equation, they say, boils down to simple facts. Facts of the case they've listed on this website, justiceforpaulhal.com. Their attempt to battle misinformation. I always like to say the most consistent thing about his alibi is how inconsistent it is. Jones and his family claim he was at his parents' house at the time of the murder. His girlfriend testified that he was on the south side of Oklahoma City during the time of the murder. Later in an appeal, this is when this uh, story of him being at home with his family developed. Uh, The problem is, is during the trial, he had repeatedly admitted to both of his trial attorneys that he was that his family was mistaken and he was not at home that night and they were talking about the previous night before and that's not the only testimony about his whereabouts that night two uninvolved eyewitnesses testified at trial that they saw julius jones with a suburban the night of the murder there are claims that jones did not have the opportunity to testify himself trial transcripts say otherwise 
Jones repeatedly declined to testify in his own defense. Julius Jones has also had every opportunity. But did he have proper representation? He also contests the claims that Jones was a football player at the University of Oklahoma. In reality, he was never on any OU athletic team. Some of his supporters also say he was a promising college student. However, OU actually denied him financial aid after he failed his first semester with a .8 GPA. Jones never finished his second semester. Then there's that infamous red bandana. Megan was the only eyewitness who saw it to testify at trial. He had a black stocking cap, a red bandana, a white t-shirt and jeans. A red bandana was found in Jones's home, wrapped around a gun that ballistics verified as the murder weapon. DNA testing on the bandana did not exonerate Jones. Instead, it showed the probability of randomly selecting an unrelated individual with the same DNA profile is about 1 in 110 million within the African-American population. Christopher Jordan's DNA was not found. Meanwhile, Jones's supporters want him exonerated, and that's what scares the Hell family most. I'm petrified. I cannot go outside at night. I haven't done it for 22 years. Jones does have a violent background. On at least three separate occasions, he'd stolen property at gunpoint and even pleaded guilty to a robbery with a firearm just six days before Hal's murder. Additionally, prison photos show Jones now has gang-affiliated tattoos. Active gang member turned back out on the streets because of some socio-political agenda. Law enforcement says Jones has been caught sending letters threatening to kill other people. Well, I suffered from PTSD after the incident. Um, I couldn't go into public places for a few years and had extreme panic attacks. I still get scared. Paul Howell's parents outlived him, haunted by the image of their son slipping away. Seeing my parents huddled over my brother's body and my mother saying, please be alive, please be alive. They never got over that night. They were never happy again. And they died without ever seeing justice. Okay, let's... Go to the Innocence Project, who I trust. Eight facts about Julius Jones, innocent on death row in Oklahoma. Julius Jones has spent half his life in prison for a crime he's always said he didn't commit. Oklahoma's Pardon and Parole Board voted, I guess it was the Parole Board, Three to one to commute Julius Jones' death sentence to life in prison with the possibility of parole on September 3rd. The board's vote is a recommendation that will now go to Governor Greg Stitt for consideration. Julius Jones has been on death row in Oklahoma for 19 years for a 1999 murder he's always said he had no part in. Mr. Jones, who is represented by federal attorneys Dale Bosch and... Well, we got a, we got a caller over here. I don't even have it open. Hold on. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. I swear, I'll be right there. I promise, I promise. Don't hang up. Keep calling. Keep calling. Oh, it won't let me answer. Call back again. I'm sorry. I did not have it open. I have a, a thing inside of OBS that has the phone panel so I can see when it's ringing. 
but I can't actually answer it on that panel. I have to have... There we go. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Hey, what's up, buddy? I had a friend I was in uh, Death Row, but this is in San Pedro. You know what I mean? Do what? I was saying I had a buddy on Death Row, so your, your topic really hit home with me, bro. Man, I knowing how many people on Death Row didn't get proper legal representation, like over 90% of the people on Death Row are, are poor and indigent. Had public defenders. Right. I think that that yeah. No, I'm Native American, man. I'm really indigenous. To be honest, it's, it's really sad because you know what I mean. They didn't. They they left them with a public defender on a capital case. Yeah, absolutely. And the native population has just been fucking ran over by our justice system. Right, especially indigenous N words. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I believe in I believe in indigenous N words because you know what I mean. They came over on boats too, the same way that the same way that white people came. But we don't call white people indigenous people. But people want to go on and on and on about the difference of us, and we all came over on a boat. You know what I mean? Except for my people, Native Americans. But we get treated the worst. Hey, it's all right. Man, I like it is an issue with me. Like the whole fucking like I try to tell people like Mount Rushmore is a fucking monument to genocide. It's literally what it was put up for. Right, and that MLK, that MLK statue there, that man, that's another genocide. Just genocide of different people. Yep. Here, yep. I'm, I'm not going to have more on that. Yes, I agree with Crix. Land back. Reparations. Hello. Hello. Hey, cousin. What's going on? Yes. Hi, we're both watching your show on the Big Slacky. That's awesome. Thank you guys for watching. Turn it up so he hears it in the back. So, you know, my cousin talking about death row and we're talking about political stuff. Uh, it's not actually first time watching your show, uh, actually. Oh, well, thank you for tuning in. What have you thought thus far? It is good. Uh, I just don't understand. Uh, what is this logo? The logo? The troll? Uh, the, yes, he's looking a little scary to me. <laughs> I think he looks fun. Well, this this show was originally supposed to be like me trolling people online. That's why it's called the Troll Patrol. But then I kept getting banned everywhere, so now I just read the news. Oh, my God. I am doing same thing. I well, used to, actually. And then uh, I got banned as well. So now, you know, me and my cousin, we just switched back to normal life. We just Aww. watching TV. We recently buy Facebook portal. It's very nice. Facebook lets can see us all day. We keep the camera function on, so you know, talk I'm to family. Now, bro. Oh, that's really cool. Did you guys stream? Sorry, what was that? I did not hear you. So, uh, are, are you guys streamers? Oh, we do sometimes uh, stream together, but uh, nobody really watch my Twitch content. You gotta do it for a while. You gotta just do it day after day after day after day. And the, you build it, they will come. I've been doing two months now. I know I'm from India. My my cousin, he's actually, he was mixed marriage into families. He's from Ethiopia. So, you know, imagine a lot of dark going on in my family. Mm-hmm. I, let me tell you, I love Indian cuisine. Oh, what's your favorite food? I don't know what anything's called. I went to a... Uh, uh, like let an Indian let, uh, let me name maybe top three that I know all you American folk love. Well, uh, we'll so see, when we, we got the 
But here's the, here's the thing. No, I went to I went to a uh, like I, I video a wedding or graduation party or something, and it was like all these Indian families. They just brought their their casserole dishes. It was all like made from scratch. I don't know what uh, anything was called. The music in the background. My music in the background. No, no, the music at the wedding you were going. It's very traditional. Uh, Dhola music, wedding music. You remind me of my own wedding. Aww. I'd marry you. You you sound like a, a nice feller. Really? What if I told you? About Are you single? Me, what I'm wearing? I am actually. Would you like to know what I'm wearing? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, we can talk after the show if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to talk now. I like the public, you know, public factor of life. Oh, we might get a little. We might get a little too saucy. Age, sex, and location, please. <laughs> Okay, I am about uh, 30 no, 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 no. I didn't actually, that was just a joke. Indian by Illinois, Chicago. <laughs> You're in Chicago, eh? The Windy City. Yes, where are you from? I am, I'm in Alabama. And now, how long have you been in the States? Uh, about six years now. Six how years. about you, Gurtsev? I've been in the United States my entire life. I would love to go to India. Yeah. I would recommend you not. It as, uh, as you people call it now, it is looking like a shithole nowadays. Well, I I know Modi isn't isn't the best uh, president you guys have had. He's not really political system not there, traffic system not there. Uh, you know, on our street, we are sharing the streets with the cows. Well, but the, I don't know anything about the culture, but I thought like cows were sacred. Uh, yes, I mean, there's a lot of weird festivals going on back home. So let me, how you would like to know a little about, about my culture? Just asking. Please, yes, please tell me. Okay, so there's little gross parts that are, are related to the cows. So I can tell you that, but that's all sacred parts too, right? Well, so I mean, we like, like India is a huge fucking country, like, like the United States. So like, like a lot of diverse areas, right? Yes, but uh, we don't have too much diversity in the majority. So what you see on TV, it's not really what is really true broadcasted. We're seeing a lot of the, like the big cities, right? Right. So in these big cities, there's a lot of good food. There's a lot of good women. There's a lot of good alcohol, you know. Uh, and then in the villages, I'm usually stuck with traditional looking women. They don't really have razors. I mean, I, I like Indian women. I, I think they are very attractive. I can show you a couple of my family. You will rather disagree with that. Statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. I understand not everybody is born uh, cute like uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, Kim Kardashian is cute? Sometimes a little bit, I think so. You've got an interesting taste in women. I like the Kim Kardashian and the finest of the white women, I think, is like... Chris uh, Jenner is good. Did you say Chris Jenner? Yes. Did, are you fucking with me right now? No, I'm 38-year-old man. I mean, it's only natural to fall in love with somebody older and rich, right? No, 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 no. This is a 
This is a running joke with me and the co-host of my Friday show. She she thinks Chris Jenner murdered OJ Simpson. What? She thinks Sparkles put you up to this, didn't she? I don't know who Sparkles is, but I have a chicken named Sparkles. I'm not joking on that one. I can send you a picture of my chicken and my cock. That's her in the background laughing. She put you up to this, didn't she? No, this is actually my wife's girlfriend. Uh, You said you were single. No, I am open relationship, you know. She don't matter when she's in the kitchen. Wow! That's how we roll in India, bro. You come to India, I set you up with the finest and the ugliest bitches. Are you doing an accent or are you for real? I am Indian, my friend. I'm trying to educate you on my culture. This is conference called Live from Mumbai, India. (laughs) Oh my god! Do you think Chris Jenner did 9-11? No, but I think Bruce Jenner and Chris Jenner could not have made all those children because... Uh, you know, the world has already seen Bruce Jenner does not have fear of sack in his in his sack. He's sackless man. I don't know where to go with that. Well, typically normal person would say Bruce Jenner cut his balls off, now he wants them back. So maybe something we should tell you about that, right? Well, now I don't think you're with Sparkles because I don't think Sparkles would associate with somebody that that would say that. Well, I'm not saying in mean way. This is just how I grow up. You put so Sparkles on the phone right now. Put Sparkles on the phone. Okay, one second. One second. Hello. You're not Sparkles. She sent me a photo just a few minutes ago. This is this is this is. We're together on this. Put her on the phone. I am on the phone. What you mean? No, no. I want sparkles now. This is sparkles, yo. You are not spark. You are not sparkles. This is sparkles, yo. I'm not sparkles, but I am Abu Bakr Siddiqui. All right, you guys are entertaining. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. No, one last question, brother. I'm different person now. Okay, one last question. So, so let me let me clear up some uh, confusion you have. So earlier, initial phone call, you make uh, contact with my first cousin. He is a Native American, not the red dot like my other cousin. And then me, I am full Arab. So oil what? money, you know. Unless you said you were Indian. No, that's my cousin. And then my other cousin, he is Native American. Wait, you got an Indian? Wait, wait, wait. I've been talking to three different people. Yes, my friend. Who you think we are, we're stupid? I, you think, what you think, what you're assuming? No, I thought I, I'm confused. It has nothing to do with anybody being stupid unless it's me. Look, my friend, that's just a little bit racist. I can put the fourth person on the line, but you need to promise that... No, I want Sparkles. I think Sparkles has put you guys up to this. I don't think there's a Sparkle here, but uh, I 
I don't know who this is. Who is Sparkles? Your 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 girlfriend, boyfriend? I appreciate you guys calling in. It's been a lot of fun. See, it's Sparkles. She's barking at me. That's what she does. This is all. This is all the work. My friend, before I cut you loose, I just want to let you know there is no Sparkles here. You are just crazy man thinking somebody barking at you is Sparkles. Sparkles barks at me. That's what happens. What type of relationship you have with Sparkles? One where she barks at me and bitch slaps me. Oh my god, man. I don't need to know that much about your sex life, do I? It's we're not having sex. We're friends. <sighs> All right, I appreciate it. We're, we're, go- we're going to call Sparkles, and we're going to make sure that she wasn't involved in this. All right? Yes. Let us, let us talk to Sparkles right now. Put your manager on the phone. You guys have a fantastic evening. We're going to talk to you later. No, no, let me, let me, I can't stop. Ah, well, that was fun. Yeah, let's call Sparkles. God, when's the last time I texted her to find her fucking number? We usually talk on internet. There we go. It was them again. All right. So this is Sparkles we're calling. She might not answer because you don't know the number. So maybe she wasn't involved in that. I'm sorry, the person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Please try your call again later. I'm being bombarded. I can't. I actually can't answer it right now. But it's it's the same people as before. I don't know what's going on. What what else do you guys have to say? They're sending me text messages and everything. What the fuck? (laughs) It's been an interesting night, guys. It's all good. No, this is what I'm here for. Yes, I made new friends. Friends from all over the world. I started to, Dustin, and then, like, uh, I fucking didn't get the right uh, dimensions 
on the job. I, I'll try to remember to do it for tomorrow, but I got like a bunch of fucking work to do. I should have asked to uh, see Bob's and Vagine. All right, let's get through the rest of this shit. Couple of kids in Kentucky. Oh. Okay, now Sparkles won't answer. They are continuing to call me. Hey, you had nothing to do with what just happened on my show, did you? What happened? Like three different guys called in and they were talking to me about Chris Jenner. <laughs> no. I don't even remember. Dude, the, I'm, I'm... the dude said he had a thing for what, what uh, Kim Kardashian. And then he's like, I also I, I like Chris Jenner. And I'm like, are you fucking with me right now? Is Sparkles there with you? <laughs> I think she, the, the chat is saying, like, should you tell her she's on the show? But I think you're aware of that, right? Not really. I was, I'm, I'm just chilling here. I just, I did second job. Well, yeah, but you know, uh like, the weird number I was calling you from. Yeah, and they started barking at me. Who barked at you? The people on the phone that were talking about Kris Jenner. I also barked. That is weird. Who are these people? That's what I'm saying. It was three cousins, is what they're saying, from, from Chicago. One was Indian, one was Native American, and the other was, uh, Arabic. Yeah, and, wow. the, and, and the chat is like, second job, I hate this country. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thinking they were fake accents. Who, who is this person? I feel like they're my soulmate, and I need to meet them. <laughs> I don't know, but yes, they were talking about Chris Jenner and Spa, uh, uh, barking at me, so I thought you were involved. I heard a woman in the background. No, my, David just went to bed. Also, they're paving the, the parking lot situation. I had to, I'm fat. I had to walk two blocks to my apartment. <laughs> I, your kid goes to bed at 9.30. Like, he is not, like, he's fucking 21, 22. He needs to be out partying. What the fuck is wrong with him? He has to get up at four. He's a plumber. <laughs> he's a plumber. Yeah, they also, that was the thing. The, the thing about the call was that uh, the dude said something transphobic. And I'm like, that's the only thing that's, like, making me think this isn't Sparkles. Because she would never be around somebody saying something transphobic. No, I wouldn't. Exactly. Is, unless they were doing it to intentionally antagonize you because they wanted to argue with you. Well, that's possible, but you know. But I don't know. No one's consulted with me that I know of. I mean, I know that Gregory, I mean, you know, he's, he's out and about sometimes. Oh, you think you think your friend that you were flirting with on the freak show the other night might have been the culprit? No, no I'm just saying he knows a lot of people, and maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a group of dudes that hate me, and they got together, and they decided to troll the show, and I wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah, you're only here on Fridays. Well, 
you know, sometimes they don't get it right on the days. Yeah, every, every, everybody says they feel better that it wasn't Sparkles. The transphobic thing really made me think it wasn't. They also said some racist shit, too. You think it was uh, Kareem? No clue. Some other dude that you were talking to a few weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> well, more like a couple months ago. It was whenever we did the first freak show, wasn't it? No, it was, it was I think, a little bit before then. Oh. It was Troll, I- troll Patrol. Didn't he call in? Oh, you're right. It was on the Troll Patrol. It was before we launched the freak show. Yeah, he called in. All right, so give everybody a plug for this Friday. What you you got for us? I got nothing right now. I'm I'm, I'm just a pit of nothingness. Well, that was a good plug for Friday. I appreciate it. You're going to be so good at this shit in like a year or two. Look, something something might happen tomorrow, and that might change my whole mood. But I can't say because it'll jinx it, right? Oh, so you'll just be say, hey. You'll be in a good mood. We'll get some good think, food on think Friday. Think about sparkles. Think about sparkles tomorrow at five thirty. <laughs> All right. Well, well you have a good evening. Tomorrow. Go go rest up from your second job. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. If they call back, call me. They have been calling nonstop. God damn it. I can't have you, but like, I don't have like three way calling on Google Calling here. You need to conference me. <laughs> like, come on over here and sit at your at your chair and fucking take your microphone. I can't. I'm, I ain't even got a bra on, man. I got my clothes in the washing machine. I'm in the Bring us those diggy like... wee ditties. <laughs> They are. They're itchy, too. They need to be washed. Oh, my God. Well, go wash your titties. We will see you on Friday, Sparkles. All right. Everybody sleep tight tonight. Be good. Oh, when you're friends with Sparkles, she'll even message you in the morning and be like, pee-pee, poo-poo check. Making sure you're okay. (laughs) I have the weirdest friends. Oh, shit. A juvenile prank. Two being arrested after hand grenade threat at a Kentucky elementary school. This is coming after the two arrested yesterday in Florida. Two juveniles are being arrested after officials say a threat. This is horrible for me to go from like pee pee poo poo check and sparkles. <laughs> Sticky weed titty. <laughs> to hey, two juveniles are being arrested. <laughs> What a fucking show I'm doing here. <laughs> well, it did indeed happen. All right, two juveniles are being arrested after officials say a threat alleged SpongeBob was going to throw a bag of hand grenades at Wallens Elementary School on Monday. God damn. In a Facebook post, Harlan County Public Schools says one of the juveniles was identified immediately off the new caller identification system recently implemented in Harlan County Public Schools. School employees worked with law enforcement to quickly arrest the suspects involved. There was no danger to students or staff at the school. Due to the age, the juvenile was released to the custody of the parents after being charged. They were super young. I'm not seeing the ages here, but like it was it was in the like elementary or middle school. Like it was the younger kids. 
Oh, Sparkle snuck in here? You've been here. You were behind that call. Nah, nah, you wouldn't. You also didn't... Clearly you weren't in on it because you didn't know I had to tell you to pick up the phone because you didn't know the number. So you weren't, like, fucking on your phone, like, watching the show. You slide in like people into that slide pussy. Side pussy. What? I fucked that slide side. They might be calling. They've called at least five times. Here you go. They left a voicemail for me. Please answer my friend. All my personalities are going crazy just to talk to you. Hello, please answer. I would like to talk to you. Hello. How y'all doing? Here it comes. So there you go. That that was a taste of the call that we took. Moments ago. Here's another here's another voicemail they left me. Hey, I just wanted to call in for the show. I'm glad you called in. I wanted you to call in. What a night it's been. Uh, let's do Steven Crowder in the sex strike thing. Encephalitis. I don't know what encephalitis is. Should I be worried about encephalitis? Am I at risk for encephalitis? Texas uh, abortion ban. Right. Is is that what Stephen Crowder causes? Oh no, Sam Cedar! What a fucking nightmare! I don't watch many clips of Stephen Crowder. This this is only like second, third time we watch Crowder on this show in the year and some change I've been doing it. Yeah, but what is it? I don't know what, what, what causes encephalitis. Should I be worried about it? Am I at risk? Give me medical advice. That's what we do here. It's mutual aid on the Twitch. We give each other medical advice. Because this country, because that's the best form of health care in this goddamn country. Degenerate TikTok sex strike. Thank you, ladies, is the name of this video. Oh. And that's another thing. I don't know, my cats are having some kind of conversation down here. The whole long COVID thing. Like, that's that's things that people aren't even taking into... Oh, shit. I mean, I probably got the herpes. Everybody's got the herpes. So my brain could swell up. Now you guys are concerning me. Like, I've been having headaches here recently, and I've, I never have headaches. Now you're going to have me worried it's encephalitis or some shit. I 
I hope it's just sinus issues. Well, I mean, they are in Australia, so they can. Here in the United States. Are you, you need to come and give me a prostate exam to make sure, ma'am. Then again, maybe you want to join the sex strike and you don't want to come down here and see me. Let's hear what Steven Crowder is talking about. I'm pretty sure it's stupid. Yeah. No. And now the left's penalty for the (laughs) Texas abortion ban um, is uh, no more sex. But um, you you really can't put you can't let that sink in until you actually, you know, put the face. I'm assuming you can't have sex right now anyway, because you just came over like a fucking heart fucking open heart surgery or some shit. So I'm assuming the doctors have been like, don't orgasm for a couple of weeks. The slogan. Until you know, yeah. you, you see, Griswold, how it affects real folks. Sex strike. General strike 2021, ladies. <laughs> Around him. Good for them. Hi, um, broke boys. Oh, they're oh my god! Go, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this needs a content warning because they're gonna make fun of their looks. I know exactly where this is going. Well, luckily for me, I like sex with strangers. So if I can just find a stranger that wants to come over a couple times and we have some fun, and then like you know, it's not messy. Luckily, that's my kink. Me flowers I know that's right and you don't get to go to the chocolate factory ladies we should not <laughs> another man I think we should go on a sex strike can we get that in writing think about it like full stop no sex I like None, yellow not teeth. for a single <laughs> man that's at all. I'm just saying historically sex ah, strikes oh. have worked Hello, you fella. okay cool we're not having sex women are fine Deal. with this no I wish I kind of wish I hadn't played this now. I didn't know where this was going, but just as soon as he started playing the videos, I knew it. I'm I'm so sorry. That's like expect Alfred Molina to come. This is disgusting. No sex strikes don't work because unless all prostitutes are on sex strike with you, not to mention women you want to have sex with. Yeah, including there's a shortage in a lot of things, but not not the not the uh, polymer used for blow-up dolls. Yeah. You know that, Gerald B. $10,000 safety deposit. That's a great idea. We have so many questions today, but I I really want to know to women out there, and we have a significant amount of women who watch this show. It always surprises. Doubt. 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 You are really bought in. Comment below. (laughs) This would be so offensive to me as a woman. The, The idea that you can't have sex and be responsible. No abortions, no sex. Okay, let's just say that you- I I spend a lot of time trolling, and I have never met, come across a female Steven Crowder fan. Now, I'm sure it's possible. There are female Steven Crowder fans, sure. I don't think it's a significant chunk of his audience. I can't imagine what the appeal would be. You're totally against it, and you don't even understand the science of the fact that you're ending another life, that you are terminating another heartbeat, not your own. You don't have two hearts. That's a fact. That's what this bill is. But at this...
I don't give a shit. Don't give a shit about the heartbeat. That's an arbitrary time frame. I don't care. Don't care. It has no feelings. It has no consciousness. It has no no sense of pain, morality, or anything. It is just a clump of cells. It is the termination of a pregnancy. If you don't look at it that way, that's fine. You can't force your morality on other people. And I think it is disgusting that you have this law putting bounties on people's heads over abortion. Of all the things you're going to put people's... Bounties on people's heads. Well, do it for the rapists. Do it for child molesters. Why would why abortion? If this is some kind of effective strategy and not just some backdoor to try to end Roe v. Wade, which is exactly what it is. I'm I'm there is probably a a woman or two. Uh might have some repression issues and probably would be better off at least presenting more masculine or does present masculine that watches Stephen. They're probably military vets and shit. Watch Stephen Crowder. I don't doubt it, but it is not a significant number. There is no more than 4%, 5% of his audience. Back door. Nah, I can't even turn that into a joke. Come on down. Let me in your back door. Same point that they are just saying, well, you know what? If you do that, we can't possibly be expected to monitor. <laughs> monitor our sexual activity, our, well, our sexual comings and goings. There's no way. Yeah, my issue with it is they always say that they have the equal sex drive. You're basically saying that you don't want sex as much as men. And when you say that, that was probably because of the supposed to be offensive. My internet dropped out before you got here. That could have been yeah. it. Well, in this case, they want people to believe the boob hole loophole. Like, Did you see how I weaponized sex? Look how little sex I'm having, guys. And everyone's like, hmm, okay. Oh, okay. Wow, was having yeah, sex with you like, anyways. <laughs> keep it up. There ain't nobody in that fucking studio <laughs> having sex. Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Oh, Jesus. Do you want to watch the Tucker Carlson video? I'm I'm pretty sure that everybody is playing the Tucker Carlson video. You can see it on TYT. You can see it on the Majority Report. You guys want to watch it or you want to just see boxes full of kittens? Eh, let's watch Tucky. Let's watch Tucky. I don't think it's a very long clip. More! 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 Fuck yeah, kittens! Oh, do I need another like 20 minutes to get to like Echoplex or some shit? I haven't eaten today. I was going to do a short show and then all this shit happened. I had I had a piece of cake before the show started. <laughs> well, I haven't been up that long. Oh, Echoplex is on? I can dump you guys anytime. Remember, I said I had a shit ton of work to do last night. I was up until, fuck, it was like 10 in the morning. I probably sent Sparkles a meme or two this morning. Sugar crash and I'm, I'm like, I drink a shit ton of coffee. 
But yeah, I probably won't feel right in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, give us the kittens call tonight. I agree. Kittens in a box. Multiple multiple boxes of multiple litters of kittens. So much better than Tucker Carlson. Oh, that's got some shitty music. I wanted to hear meows. Oh, thank you, Cricks. You have a fantastic evening yourself. I've got so much more work to do tonight. I don't I don't like this shit. And plus I've got an interview on Friday. I don't I don't like all this shit. You guys you guys need to help me get bigger so I can just, you know, fuck off on doing actual work. And devote myself to this show. And then I will stream for four or five hours a night. It's a it's a it's a tough proposition because the more I stream, the more followers I get, and the easier it's going to be to transition to just doing this. However, I also have to support myself. (laughs) And I've got to do a shit ton of work tonight. I've got to edit like four fucking hour long podcasts. Aw, fucking kitties. They're so cute. I just stick my whole head in a bucket of kitties. (sighs) All right, if you're watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Echoplex Media. What is this? Looks like uh, Down Ballot's on. Doing some local politics. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I am Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live. <laughs>